Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. The next day, I had one of the worst hangovers I've ever had from like a mental perspective, where I was waiting for the train the next day, there was like no one else around to kind of hang out with. So I was just left alone with my own thoughts till about, I don't know, one, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I had to leave my Airbnb by 11. So I was just like wandering around the town, feeling sorry for myself, feeling awful. And I remember sitting by the river and just thinking, this is the only time that I feel like this, where I feel so negatively about myself. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Hey team, it really is a bit different this week. That Ellie Crow, she's had something come up last minute. She's so busy, she can't make it. So you've got me. Well, you haven't got just me. You've got me and my very good pal, Mr. Luke Raymond. Now, me and Luke go way back. And what's really interesting about this is that we we met in Poland and pretty much started our journey to becoming alcohol-free at around the same time. We both have our own journey to get there. But this is interesting for a couple of reasons. Well, for many, but for one, anyone who'd like to know what it was like to be my friend through uh, some of the stuff that I was going through back then, this is a great one to tune into because literally we'll be hanging out every day. We were actually working um, with each other every single day for a number of years Um, and two Luke's story to becoming alcohol free is a bit different in that you know there's no Hollywood rock bottom Um, he drank in a very common um, pattern that you may see in Britain and many other places around the world but he's got this really inspiring story of uh, of things that he's realized um, and also the impact that our relationship has had on each other throughout the years so I'm really excited to put this out there for obvious reasons it's always nice to hang out with a good pal and um, yeah so that's it. Without further ado, I'll hand you over to me and Luke and uh, see you there. Hey team, right, here we are. And last minute, that Ellie Crow, she's had something come up so she can't be here today, which means you've got a special treat. You've got me and my best mate Luke here, who uh, has not only recently moved to Liverpool and uh, is just down the road from me, which is epic. He also has kind of a bit of insider knowledge about my journey to uh to become an alcohol free because we we met back in poland um and yeah i mean ultimately we we're both alcohol free now but we we've had our own journeys and we kind of were mates through the whole thing um and we've learned a lot over the last what how many years has it been like seven how when when did we what year was it when we met in poland it would have been 2013 or 14 right because i i arrived in 2012 and you arrived the following year. So it would have been like late 2013. Yeah, yeah it's mad time absolutely flies. <laughs> and, I, and I know that for both of us, Poland has got a, a special place in our heart. Um, you know, we became really, well, actually, I was going to say we became really close really quick, which is true. But I do believe that there's a legend about the first night you met me, you didn't say much. And uh, I yeah. didn't know if you even liked me. Apparently, I was really moody, but I, I think I was just in a bad mood that day for some reason. But uh I've- I've never seen you in a bad mood since then. <laughs> never once, never once have I seen you Aggie or, or in a bad mood about anything. Um, no, but in all seriousness, we did. And I think we got along really quickly. Um, 
But also, it's funny because when we first met in Poland, we were both like absolute booze hounds still. We were going out, getting, and it was so easy over there. It's so cheap. You know, beer is, you know, the lowest percentage beer is like, what, 6%? Um, it was, yeah, the, the most of their beers, their standard beers are, are much stronger than our standard beers, I'd say. And obviously back then as well, the vodka was still a big part of the culture when you'd go into bars and there'd be a lot of tables where it would just be like a, bottle of vodka in an ice bucket and chasers it actually doesn't happen so much anymore but that was like yeah it's still a big thing right then yeah that's interesting i mean maybe today or another day we can talk about how that kind of um how that started to shift in poland as it is a lot of places around the world i think as people wake up to the truth of what's going on with booze mm. um but in a lot of ways the polish drinking culture is kind of more similar to the british one than say spain or some of the other places in western europe i don't know that's my thought on it would you would you kind of agree with that the kind of way that they drink and how they socialize around it yeah <clears throat> in the fact that it's maybe a bit more uh dingy yeah <laughs> but uh but i still i having lived in poland for a long time and then come back to england i still think it's a bigger binge culture here than it is in in poland yeah it was more like um the kind of social vodka drinking thing in poland was a big big thing but it wasn't uh as let's say kind of crazy as it can get here on the weekends although it still gets crazy over there with the booze yeah yeah, it's kind of, I mean, we won't get stuck on this, but it's kind of interesting me to, to reflect because when you said that, the thing that came to me was like, yeah, but it's really interesting in different places because in Poland, it's no one, it's like it's much more, what's the word, normalized to say like have a pint with breakfast or something. Like if someone did that, like it's mm -hmm. something that I think you see more, interestingly. Um, not like, not everywhere, but it's something I, perhaps I was just noticing it more. Um, but yeah, I feel, I'm, 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 yeah, who knows? Anyway. So we we kind of met in Poland. We were both very much on that train, and a load of stuff happened. And I'm sure I'm sure there's a bunch of stupid stories and things that we could should think about and like <laughs> silly silly shit that we did. But but what really piqued my interest, and that I think a lot of the people that tune into this would be interested to know, is how we both at the same time, I think probably unconsciously, like unknowingly, started a journey towards becoming alcohol free together we we basically i don't remember the run-up to it but we basically decided we were going to take a month off of booze right and it didn't have any there was no like official challenge or we it wasn't to, like about reading this naked mind or any of that stuff mm -hmm. it was just off our own back as i remember it is that <laughs> is that your memory yeah, I, can't, I think you probably came up with the idea <laughs> i feel like i wouldn't have come up with that idea <laughs> on my own. um but i'd have like a particularly boozy first year in Poland, I mean, the first night I arrived in Poland, I got absolutely obliterated and just was on the worst hangover ever the next day. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't remember what even led to us making that decision. I think we were just on a general health kick, weren't we? Because we were going to the gym a lot and stuff and yeah. yeah. I think there's probably some things that we could probably make up a story about what we think was going on in the sense that for, I think probably for both of us, anxiety had something to do with it. I was just racked with anxiety every single Sunday. Teaching is mm. quite, you know, you've got to be there and people it's a, an emotional thing as well as like a professional thing. Um, and I think we, I mean, that was kind of getting to me. Um, and at the same time, I know that, you know, I was kind of 
really into kind of a lot of kind of like spiritual stuff and trying to like sort my head out and feel good. And I know you were too. And we were talking about that a lot. And I think mm. probably that and a, and a number of, and a bunch of other stuff that we're never going to be able to, to kind of like bring back was our reason for doing that. But I, I literally remember walking down the road with you and I don't remember much about that conversation, but I said something to you or you said something to me like, fucking hell, man, it's literally like a cloud has been lifted. And I and I think for the first week or two, it was probably quite tough. I probably just didn't do a lot. I, I don't really I really don't have that much of a memory of it. But I do remember towards the end of that month thinking, whoa, like there's like a layer of anxiety gone. that I really didn't even know it was there. Like I hadn't even realized that I was living in that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was that the same for you? Like, what do you remember from that from that experience? Yeah, I mean, I also uh, definitely remember the cloud lifting thing, but I remember going out with friends and drinking like water, like sparkling water and stuff rather than booze and it being a thing and people talking about it. But it was such a long time ago now, I don't really remember the specifics, but I do remember like feeling great. Um, but it's kind of no surprise given the way that I was drinking before. Yeah, when you say it was a thing, you mean do you kind of have vague memories of people like taking the piss or you know? Like... Yeah, just not in a bad way, but just the norm, the standard kind of things you might you might get um, because everyone used to drink out there all the time and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, the th- was... I think for anyone listening who hasn't been in the environment around like TEFL teaching English as a foreign language or um, you know a lot of people that that are in that kind of community it's a it's a big drinking community there's a lot of kind of uh peer pressure there's a lot of people that are just using it as an extension to uni there's also a lot of people that have been there for a long time there's a lot of people i think as there are in many things who are struggling a bit with mental health and alcohol is like a feels like a solution to that um and there's also just a bunch of people out there having fun who are drinking because they're young and, and and there's a whole mixture of that stuff. And you really can go out any night of the week and um and find someone to drink with. So you're never you're never short of that. You're never short of company in a bar or and so yeah, I mean, if you are somebody who does drink a lot, it's really easy to kind of hide in plain sight. And that's how I've always described it. And that definitely became true for me. Although when we first met, although I would describe my drinking um as quite extreme it hadn't taken on kind of the dark energy that it did a bit later on and it's kind of interesting right because I I know that we've spoken about this and when things started to really change for me and I had these like crazy things going on inside inside of my head you were like mate I had no idea that that was going on I didn't even notice (laughs) so yeah well how would you how would you like unless somebody is like coming into work drunk or something like clearly drunk or something like that um or not showing up for work because they're drunk like how would you how would you know because it's so normal right like the first time I the very first time I met you was in the early afternoon and you'd just arrived in Bidgosh right and you'd had a few pints already by the time we we got to you yeah <laughs> um so I think I'd had about yeah, that was just like the thing yeah exactly. i was yeah. i was pretty far on the way by that point yeah yeah so I, yeah drinking was just a big part of what we did all the time like every weekend 
from okay personally but i think pretty much everyone else as well in the environment it was like every weekend you'd go out drinking but then like on weeknights as well sometimes you would go for drinks as well so it was kind of just like almost a daily just a regular thing wasn't it yeah i think anything unusual sure and and people have the model that you know people with a problem or someone if someone's really bad or if they're an alcoholic then there's kind of like this hollywood kind of idea of what that would be or would look like so people are kind of unconsciously assessing a situation by that but i mean i so i'd rocked up and i can re- i can remember turning up to poland and turning up to bidgoszcz train station back then which was fuck, it was mad i remember looking outside the window and being like what have i done like where am i because <laughs> they they recently they did it up a few years back and it's all lovely mo- and modern but it really yeah, was soviet area kind of era kind of falling down like it was, and I can remember getting in the car and driving to the flat and I didn't know what was going on. I hadn't taught before, you know, I hadn't done a huge amount of teacher training at that point. So I was kind of pretty anxious. So I just did what I knew how to do, which was find the area where people drink and did that to kind of calm my nerves. Um, mm. And so by the time you found me, that that was that was my version of- Your being, nerves were calmed. <laughs> I was half trashed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah it's it's funny right because something must have happened and i know that we both said gosh what's going to come back to us because it was boozy and so at the end of that month i can't remember exactly what happened we know we both of us clearly noted wow that was an interesting experiment and i feel a million times better but then we yeah. very quickly just went straight back into whatever <laughs> happens, right it doesn't take long does it yeah <clears throat> yeah we went straight back to it i mean again i don't remember the specifics but I know I was back to boozing every weekend after that pretty much. So, I think it must have been probably about a year later. Would it have been? I, don't, I mean, like, exact timelines, I don't know. A year to 18 months after that. But I had, I think what slowly started happening to me was, you. so you, I think when we came, you were a senior teacher. And I think then you became like the assistant director of studies, right? Before so before me and then I kind of followed in in your amazing footsteps um and then in the end we both ended up becoming we kind of like had the same job and we kind of like it was great it was really really good fun but it's a lot of responsibility I think about 20 or 20 to 22 teachers I think I don't know what you know Mm -hmm. we were there I think something around that so we were training them we were there to kind of help them ad hoc and uh we had a, a great amount of fun but I think for the first time I I I started doing things that I didn't think, one, I didn't think I was capable. So training groups of teachers, you know, I had imposter syndrome um, to a large degree. And then we did some conferences and some great stuff, but I had anxiety and, and stress around that, that I I was like whipping up a thought storm about it. And mm. I think for me, alcohol started to change and I started to come home and and, and drink on my own a lot more. And I wasn't really using it to celebrate. I was pretty much using mm. it to... Uh, for a different reason um i don't know for you i feel like i don't know maybe i'm wrong but i feel like you kind of carried on in your normal kind of binge drinking pattern yeah mine was never like a drinking alone type thing i basically never drank alone like and i wasn't the kind of person who'd go home in the evening and have like a glass of wine with a meal or a beer or a couple of beers something like that just never did that my whole life um for me it was always like social drinking and particularly binging at the weekends on like a Friday 
and or Saturday night. Um, yeah, and it was always like a lot. I was it was quite rare that I could do like a couple of beers and stop. Mm. And then it would be beer fear and the on the on the Monday or whatever, and just like <laughs> try to recover until the next round, right? <clears throat> yeah, I mean just the the hangovers every weekend and then were were horrendous. And then you kind of realize that they're extending into the week, you know, the early part of the week is always a struggle because you're feeling rough on the weekend and then you start to feel better by the end of the week and then you hit the booze again. So that was pretty much the cycle. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was funny because that I feel like that was the best that I could ever like like when I say the best, that was like the the limit of what of the least I could drink. So I so mm. if I had a week where I didn't say drink Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday maybe, and then I sort of like drank a lot Friday, Saturday or so maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that was like, that was like, oh, wow, that was moderation. And that, by mm. the way, might on a Saturday include, you know, crazy amounts of booze, like going out at one or two in the afternoon and drinking like 12, 13, 14, like however many beers. Um, and I'm not a big guy, you know, just keep going until like five or six in the morning. If there was a night on, or if we were going out to like one of the clubs or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's funny because... I mean, just to quickly go back to that thing where you said, where like, how would you know? I I can remember walking home. We used to walk home together when we used to live kind of like the same route home. And yeah. on a Monday, I'd pop into, what was the name of that shop? The fancy like Waitrose, Polish Waitrose. Oh, Piotr i Pavel. No, the, other one? One, the one in the big supermarket on the way, just around the corner. I can't remember. I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't remember. We used to go for a lunchtime walk around there every day. Just to just to chill out, we used to walk around the shop. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, the name of it, like, it just completely escapes from yeah, But on the on a Monday night, we'd quite we'd quite often pop in, and I'd grab some bits of food or whatever, and you know that wasn't uncommon. But I'd also grab, you know, enough booze to to sort of do the week or whatever. Mm. And often by Tuesday, <laughs> there wouldn't be any left, or there'd be very little left. So. I started doing weird stuff. This is how I was like, oh shit, I think he's maybe going to, because I would be like in my head, if I say we need to go and buy booze on a Tuesday, I was like, oh, Luke's going to know. Like Luke's <laughs> going to know something's going on. So I'd pretend to like, oh, I've left something at work. I'd go back, walk literally walk all the way back, collect this thing I hadn't actually forgotten. You'd walk home and then I'd go back and grab it. S silly little things like that. So you can imagine like what was going on in my head at the time. Yeah, because I basically wouldn't have, thought of anything of it if you were like oh, i'm just gonna go buy some beers <laughs> on a tuesday night i literally wouldn't have thought anything of it i don't think yeah i mean i've got no idea about the world that i constructed in my head like i was no longer in control like i was you know yeah getting worried about that and, and thinking about what people would you know and i was kind of living living in my head right which is what we all do but um yeah yeah it's a really interesting time for me because i think i so when i started living on my own um, I started drinking alone a lot more and it wasn't a lot at first. It was just like a few cans each night just to keep me going. And then a lot at the weekend, but then that slowly crept up and up and up over time. And, um, I couldn't really put my finger on when it really started to change, but I've got a feeling that we both, well, I know for me, I know I had quite a few periods away from alcohol across that time. So I had like mm. a three month period away, like a, a, a number of one month periods away. Um, 
Did you? I can't remember whether we did those things together or not. No, I think it was just that first month that I had. Um, and then I remember you having some time off alcohol on more than one occasion. And I don't think I ever did. You know, I always found it hard even just to have like a weekend off sometimes um, was a challenge for me. <laughs> if I was socialising 100%, it's like almost like I couldn't not have a drink. Um, so, yeah, I didn't specifically have any time off for alcohol back then. But then I did when I moved to Spain. I lived in Spain for a year. And that was sort of the beginning of me really starting to think, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and yeah, I had three months off in Spain. Yeah, I'd like to know about that. So just before we talk about that, it's really just just for anyone listening, it's really interesting to to think that for Luke, he was kind of in like a a binge drinking cycle of binging at the weekend, a very common in Britain, I would say, binging at the weekend, perhaps having a few beers during the week, but not but finding it very hard to have a weekend off. Mm. For me, I was drinking huge amounts at the weekend but also drinking an absolute ton through the week. And the only way that I was finding it possible to have those times away um, was by making it so bad that I didn't have a choice. So I was like, I was drinking myself into an absolute state, not telling anyone about it because I was full of shame about it and and had a lot of uh, thought storm around that. And then taking a month off or two months off. But same for me. I was never going to take a weekend off. It just wasn't just just wasn't going to happen. But I could, yeah. That that was the cycle for me. So like two really two really different ways. Because a lot of people from the outside in looking at me would have been like, and people said it like, why can't you just like drink less? You know, you're either mm. drinking crazy amounts or you're not drinking anything. Like why not just mm-hmm. like less? it didn't seem like a choice. Yeah, it was the same. Same for me, really. People are like, oh, couldn't you just have like a couple of beers? Um, I mean, that was the odd occasion when I did that. But generally speaking, I lost count of the number of times I went out for, you know, with the specific intention of, oh, I'm only going to have two beers. And it ended up three in the morning, completely smashed. <laughs> you know? I mean, that um, was the norm, right? Yeah. And just because like once you've got a bit of alcohol in, uh, alcohol in you, it just it builds up, doesn't it? And you're like, oh, now I want more. Now I want more. Um, I mean, we know a bit more now about the the cycle that it kind of puts your body through. But um, particularly with my anxiety and stuff and social anxiety, it's like going back for a drink every time, you know. And also, I've just like completely crumble under any kind of peer pressure. Once I've got a couple of beers in me as well. Without any alcohol, it's easier to resist peer pressure. But um you know, if you've had a couple of beers and you may say, oh, come on, just have, just have one more. Just like no question pretty much every time. Just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, well, the way it works for the brain and body, you know, it's literally that, yeah. you know, it's increasing the amount of impulse, the lack of, you know, lack of impulse um, control. So, dude, I'm just going to put my headphones in because I'm hearing, hang on. I've got an, got an echo. Can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome. Hang on a minute. Right, there we go. Um, yeah, that lack of impulse control. It's, you know, how many how many times, you know, we use that one night where we go out and drink the two pints or the four four pints. We're like, yes, I did it. I successfully moderated. And then, you know, the next week we get trashed again or whatever. It's true. But even after like, I mean, to be honest, it doesn't really matter. 
okay, everyone's different. So I'm not like painting everyone with the same brush here, but like from my perspective, even if I had like two, three beers, sometimes I just feel horrible the next day, you know? Yeah. Um, so actually like the sort of, uh, the hangovers could vary quite a lot. And uh, sometimes you'd be surprised how bad you feel of like just a few beers. Um, so it didn't really matter in that sense. Okay. So I feel like we've, we've had a bit of a dark, I mean, there's loads of stuff we could talk about, about our relationship and shared experiences. And we've had some amazing ones. We've lived together in Spain and all sorts of cool things we've done together. But I guess people have had a bit of an insight into, into how we got to know each other. So I'd like this bit to be a little bit more about like you. So the question that comes to me and you mentioned about Spain and wanting to take that time away. And it may be that our relationship has an impact on this. Cause I know that we've spoken about how my journey has influenced yours and vice versa. Um, but what, do you think got you to a point where you made a decision to stop for a prolonged period? What was going on for you? Um, so yeah, when we first went to Spain, I was still drinking a lot. I was getting very, very drunk, but then we were studying, right. The first couple of months. So like we were doing the non-alcoholic beer and that was like a specific thing. It wasn't like a, I'm taking time off booze because I want to take time off booze. It's like, I want to focus on, the studies right and so we were drinking the non-alcoholic beers so that was good um but then obviously after that ended uh you left spain and i stayed on and then i was sort of, sort of meeting people and you know going out and partying and stuff and drinking a lot and partly just for the kind of party side of thing but also partly for a social anxiety thing i'm pretty sure um and after the first couple of months there of going out and drinking, I just, oh, I just remember just having just the worst hangovers, but from like a mental point of view, mm -hmm. like I would just feel like ashamed of myself. <laughs> and I didn't really even know why, you know, every single time I felt like I'd been an awful person or said something or done something horrible. And, you know, every single time you then meet up with your friends the next day and they're like, oh no, you were just kind of drunk, having fun, whatever. You didn't do anything. But the feelings I had were awful. I just felt so awful about myself. Pretty much every single time I got drunk. And I just didn't really like myself or like the way things were, were going with that. And I was just like, I want to, yeah, I want to sort of get this under control or stop this somehow. And obviously we'd had that time off booze before and we talked about booze a lot. Um, so I kind of had it in my mind and I think I did like three months off alcohol. Pretty sure it was something around like three months. I remember like thinking I'm going to stop now. And then the next time I drink will be my birthday. So. Oh yeah. I remember that. And, um, and I was still going out. Like I remember going to like clubs and stuff till three, four in the morning and, with my friends and not drinking I mean I was quite lucky in that a lot of those friends weren't huge drinkers like they all drank but they weren't like getting absolutely destroyed every weekend or whatever so it wasn't like a big deal um and I was still able to go out and kind of have fun and stuff and then yeah yeah and then I started drinking again uh and for a while it was like not too bad it was okay I had some good nights and stuff and um, but then it all just like the same thing started to happen again. 
uh, and I moved back to Poland. Um, and I remember the, the night where it sort of clicked for me, where I was just like, I've got to have an extended period off. <clears throat> and it was after a teacher training day. And this was like a yearly event that we would have. And it was quite famous for, you know, having a training day. And then afterwards, everyone would get together and drink and get very drunk. And I'd had many, many nights like this over the years and uh yeah I just got absolutely smashed I literally remember basically being within arm's length of the the bar the entire night and pretty much everyone that was coming up because I knew a lot of the teachers and stuff it's like oh let's have a vodka shot let's have a vodka shot and I was so drunk and I was staying in a town I mean I knew the town but I was staying in an Airbnb that I'd never been in before um, in an area of the town I didn't really know. And I had no memory of getting home whatsoever. So somehow I'd managed to make it from the center of the city out to this Airbnb. And I had no memory of it whatsoever. And I was just like, that is crazy. Like what could have happened to me during that period? Who knows? Anyway, I did manage to make it back, so it was all right. But the next day, I had one of the worst hangovers I've ever had from like a mental perspective, where I was waiting for the train the next day. There was like no one else around to kind of hang out with. So I was just left alone with my own thoughts till about, I don't know, one, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I had to leave my Airbnb by 11. So I was just like wandering around the town, feeling sorry for myself, feeling awful. And I remember sitting by the river and just thinking, this is the only time that I feel like this, where I feel so negatively about myself. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would, why do I keep doing this to myself? Um, you know, and it was then that I decided that I would uh, have a year off the booze. And it wasn't, I think my birthday was like a couple of weeks away. So it's like, I'll drink on my birthday. And then I'm going to have a year off. So, yeah, it's in, it, it's interesting, and and parallel to that. So my, I mean, that's super interesting. And those, and I'm sure that for many of us, it's we've had quite a few of those moments on that bench. But there's often it's like, huh, what was it about that one? Like, I there's one that stands out clear as day for me, looking in the mirror in Poland, bloodshot eyes, and just thinking, you, have got to stop this, mate. And I listened to a different voice for the first time, and um. I think by the time you went on that journey, like we hadn't lived with it, we probably hadn't seen each other for a while, but you know, we speak a lot and hop on Zoom and stuff like that and catch up. And I think probably mm -hmm. at that point, at least the last year in Poland, I was pretty much alcohol free. I, th I can't remember the exact timelines of what was going on, if not completely. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think by then we were all ready having conversations and I was kind of softly just saying, you know, everything's a lot better. Like I have a lot less anxiety. There's a lot less of this going on. And so I think we'd had those chats and, had you read, I know that I'd recommended it to you, but did you read This Naked Mind at some point? Or did you read a couple of things? I did, yeah. I read that and I read another, I think, Alcohol Explained. Yeah, yeah. Something else that I read. Um, and I can't remember when I read them. I can't remember if it was when I was in Spain or when I'd moved back to Poland, but I read both of those. And just the the main thing I can remember from those is the talking about like the the cycle of your, uh, of the chemicals in your mm -hmm. body 
um, the way it affects your mind. And I just really identified with that cycle week on week uh, where you, you know, you get drunk on the weekend, you feel awful through the week and you gradually get better and better. And then you kind of peak the next weekend. Oh, it's time to drink again. And then, you, you know, you need to just go on that cycle. Yeah. And also just the cycle on the night, right, of like going to a bar or wherever you are, uh, having social anxiety, having that first drink, you know, it does whatever it does to your body to kind of overcome that social anxiety. But then very quickly, the anxiety comes roaring back. So you go for another drink. And that cycle was extremely familiar to me, but I hadn't really realized it before. Um, and yeah that was that was my experience yeah. of those because well, i've just remembered that when we first went to spain and for anyone that we we basically did a really intense period of studying it was a couple of months <clears throat> when i like in yeah in terms of teaching english as a foreign language we decided to do something called a delta which is like madness for two months the module that we did is properly intense i mean way more intense than anything i've ever done at uni it's just, it, to be mm. honest with you it's silliness like it it's just it's not it's not it shouldn't be like that in my opinion it just doesn't help anybody however it is what it is and it was amazing as well I, mean, I think we both proved to each to ourselves like what we were capable of um and so i can remember when we turned up that so that was uh i remember i was doing a lot of yoga because i was oh because i was planning because yoga was planned and i was gonna and i booked my teacher training for india and stuff like that so i kind of had my head in that and i was alcohol free and drinking a lot of alcohol free beers and i think maybe on one night or something like because that first night in spain that we went out i remember we went like clubbing right and i wasn't drinking and you, and you were and i went home mm. a bit earlier yeah funny mm. night um <laughs> but um yeah yeah okay so that that's the kind of like pieces of that are coming back to me now well your story is awesome because i know that you seeing the difference that not drinking was making to me and the hope that that I hope you know, I hope was gave you about the opportunity to like feel free and feel great about it may have had an impact, but actually you were just looking inside yourself and figuring out things as you went along. And what were the, were there any things that stand out as like really helpful things you did over that year or whatever, where on a night out you, if you had like a moment where, you know, someone was putting the pressure on or, you know, was that, were there certain things or, you know, how did you talk to yourself about it? What did you do? Hmm. <laughs> I don't really know, actually. I think um, it probably helped. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not going to worry how I put this. It probably helped being around the right people. Mm -hmm. I think, like, when I was in Spain, just the... Um, they were new friends, basically, those, those people I was hanging out with in Spain. I hadn't known them very long, so I suppose in some sense that was helpful. Um, although they knew that I that I drank before, like, cause I had gone out drinking with them. Um, there wasn't maybe that same thing that you have with like for people you've been friends with for a long time who might be more uh, resistant to you giving up alcohol, you know, but um, that definitely helped that they weren't really like putting loads of pressure on me to drink. They were like chill about it. And then also when I moved back to Spain, uh, to Poland, um, the people I was hanging out with as well were just like, just well supportive really, like rather than anything, they, they were, cause uh, one of my friends out there, 
he was also cutting down on alcohol mm-hmm. although he wasn't like the same level he, he didn't feel like i did about it like he needed to stop or anything like that he just wanted to cut down and he actually had like and still has i think like a four drink rule mm-hmm. when he goes on a night out and he's very good at sticking to that um so which i never would be um, he's a unicorn there aren't many of them <laughs> true um so so he yeah he's very good at sticking to that um, but he was also just very supportive of me not drinking. So we would go out and he would have a beer and I would have a non-alcoholic beer and it just literally wasn't a thing. So I, I don't know how it would have been if I was with people who maybe would have a tendency to put more peer pressure on me um, or, it, or maybe encourage me to have a drink, you know, uh, it might have been different. But also, actually, non-alcoholic beers actually really helped me mm-hmm. because I think, like, obviously, there's, I don't know if you'd call it a stigma, but people are going to comment sometimes if you've got something that's clearly a non-alcoholic drink, they're like, why are you not drinking? And you have to deal with that question. Uh, in Poland, there's so many non-alcoholic beers actually now, and they don't often look like non-alcoholic beers. Mm-hmm. Um, in England, a lot of them have, like, a zero zero like they're really proud that they're non-alcoholic whereas a lot of the ones they sell in poland are sort of more like craft beers um you can get them here but just they seem to be a bit more widespread in the normal pubs out there um and so you can have a non-alcoholic beer and nobody really knows so you just it doesn't cause any friction you know you're still just like chilling and, and part of it um so I think that was the those were the main things really like the people that were around me and then the having the non-alcoholic beer option were both really helpful things. Yeah, it's interesting right because it can I think it can seem that it's potentially about there may be something to being able to kind of meet a group a new group of people and say you know this is who I am these are the choices that they make and them to kind of accept it and take you to take you from that space. But I think a lot of the time with old friends and people that we've grown up with, that we used to drink with a lot of the time when they're, when they're making comments about us, they're just making comments about themselves, right? They're really just kind of saying, I'm not comfortable um, with the idea of like not drinking. Like how, how on earth could you be? You know, I know that I need it in order to have fun. Like how could, how could another reality be, be available to you? And yeah, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I genuinely, I love your honesty to that question and, and actually, um, yeah, like we all have our own journeys and our own lives to to be on. And I think we can trust in the fact that, you know, life is bringing us everything that we need at any point to go on the journeys to figure this stuff out. And I just, I think it's brave. I think it's really, really cool that you that you did that and um, figured it out on your own. Yeah. Good for you. You know, and you didn't, for a lot of people, the way that you were drinking is completely normal, you know, in air quotes, in, in the UK and in oh, a yeah. lot of the world. Like we all did it. Is it, that's my kind of opinion. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't alone in that. We, I would be going out with similar people all the time doing that. Um, some nights there would definitely be like I was searching for somebody to go out with to do it. But um, you know, we had a good friend group, and it was often the same people. Um, but by the way, like there's not really anyone who's kind of put pressure on me to to drink since I've given up drinking. Um, People say, you know, my old friends from home and stuff, they they make jokes about it and like, oh, you can have a drink. And I don't know, sometimes they 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 make comments and things like that. But 
Um, no one has ever uh, tried to push me to drink or anything like that. So I'm, it's not like when I say I had the right people around me, it's not like anyone has ever put pressure on me to drink mm -hmm. since then. But I don't know, it was something about just the atmosphere and the support that I felt that I had there. And it might have just been the same wherever I was if I was with the right people. So, but there, yeah, that definitely, um, that definitely uh, helps me for sure. Well, ultimately, I mean, what I hear in that is connection. Very often what we're looking for when we're drinking is, is connection. And if we figure out, whoa, I can have it anyway. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we think alcohol was giving us, we're like, oh, I've got it anyway. And I, you're, we've been out on some, so many good nights together. Um, and come back buzzing you know not a drop of alcohol just really high mm. on the experience and socializing and dude like was was there a moment for you there where you were where you were sort of struck by the insight of like do you know what i don't think i'm gonna bother drinking again or was it kind of this organic thing mm. that kind of just happened over time i think it was more organic like i don't think there was any moment that struck me i did have a few uh interesting kind of moments over the time of not drinking like one of them quite early on I remember um being at a social event and I had a non-alcoholic beer in my hand and I felt socially anxious and I absolutely smashed that non-alcoholic beer I drank it so fast and then I was like oh it's non-alcoholic it doesn't like and it just made me think how every other time I've been in a situation like that, I've had an alcoholic beer in my hand and I've drunk it quickly mm. because I want to like get rid of that social anxiety. And that's just a natural thing. It's like drink, drink, drink. Oh, it's gone. Right. Let's, next one, next one. Let's get into this sort of thing. So I remember having that like epiphany that I, I, so I, what I read from that was I was doing that unconsciously mm. before that like whenever I was in a socially anxious situation, I was drinking my drink super quick to kind of make myself comfortable in that situation. Uh, that was really interesting. Do you remember what? Notice. Do you remember <laughs> what you did in that moment? So, so when you were feeling that, do you remember what you did? Was it just like a right? Okay, so that's not available to me. I'll just grab another non non alcoholic beer and see what happens. Or do you like was did that open up another journey? You I don't that. remember. I I I I just kind of went through it. I think we talked about um, maybe maybe just like we talked about having to go through that social anxiety and just push through it. That like whenever you go to like a social situation, probably most people have some kind of social anxiety at the beginning, right? It's just like a normal thing, um, and most people just drink through it. Whereas if you actually sit through it, after a while, it calms down, like with most anxiety, and then you can just have a good night anyway. And that's basically the, the kind of cycle now for me. I remember being at a wedding, maybe a year or so into not drinking. And it's the first wedding I've been to since I gave up alcohol. And it was a great wedding. I had a really good time, but it was so noticeable pretty much everyone was like i can't wait to have a drink mm -hmm. or like i can't wait till the ceremony's done so i can have a drink you know um and it just blew my mind it was one of those things where i was just like wouldn't have noticed it if i mm -hmm. had been drinking because i would have been like yeah i want to drink too like because everyone feels you know a wedding people always have good a good time at weddings but at the beginning it's a like a more formal situation maybe 
there's loads of people there maybe you don't know everyone and all this kind of stuff maybe it can be a weird dynamic and everyone's first thought is alcohol that's gonna fix it <laughs> and it, and it wasn't just one or two people it was almost everyone like separately i heard them saying it and it just it just really surprised me uh and then there was you know people turning up for the evening thing and the, and this had happened earlier in the day and one of my friends turned up he was only invited to the evening thing and the first thing he said i'm gonna go get a drink like yeah. But not in like a oh I want just want to drink. It was like an anxious thing. You could see it was like an anxious thing. So yeah, I, that kind of is really interesting to me. Oh, I love I love what you said. I think often, you know, it's kind of an of an advantage to us to feel a little bit like, huh, what's going on here when we end up in a new social situation, particularly if there's people there we haven't met before. Like we've evolved for that to be the case, right? We're looking for the for the danger that might be out there. Now the thing that we learn, we can learn experientially at a very, very deep level, which I think you've seen. Um, so you said, cause it's interesting. You said, uh, it's like pushing through it. I, I think I probably used to talk about it in that way, but the way it seems to me now is that knowing that it's totally safe to experience that and it's not permanent and that it's natural and that, and that it's, yeah. And, and that the, the interesting thing is, is that if you actually go through that experience and if you start come you know chat to other people and there are things you can do to you know have a question ready to to genuinely go and get curious and practice getting curious about hearing what other people have to say for example takes the light off of you there's loads of things that you can do that are practical but actually within half an hour 45 minutes an hour you start to have a really amazing experience and and something i can remember that blew my mind was when me you and uh i think it was joe i don't we were we were out in in bidgosh and um we were playing some silly game. Basically, you had to, as a, we were, as you had to go up to someone random in the room that you didn't know, and you had to ask the question that someone else had given you. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, obviously, sometimes your mates are like completely dropping you in, yeah. and sometimes they're just being funny, like, you know, do you believe in aliens, kind of thing, right? And I, to me, I was, I can remember the utter fear that mm. filled me when I was like, okay, let's do it, because I wasn't drinking, right? Anyway, after the second time, I basically just walked up to someone in there and said, like, what's your favorite kind of toothpaste or something ridiculous? I was so, like, high on the, I was like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can walk up to people that I don't know. And do you know what actually happened that was really powerful? It's had some really deep and meaningful conversations because people were like, what, where'd that go? And then we had these chats. And I can remember getting home that night and not being able to sleep because I was so excited about what it meant, not just about socializing, but about life and what I was and wasn't possible of or capable of. And and I, you know, that and I can remember talking to you about that. And the next time I did it, I still had that, oh my God. And I think I only, mm. only did it twice, but actually it proved to me that the experience of doing the thing was nothing like the experience leading up to it. Like that was all generated by thought. It was all yeah. me scaring myself because it was unknown. But the moment I took a step into that, I had an incredible experience. And I think you've taught yourself that. I think you know that now. Like it's safe to experience that stuff and go and have those experiences in spite of that. Yeah. And I mean, um, like for me, like dating was a big, mm. a big thing where I'd go on a date every first date I'd be super anxious 
And so I drink probably more quickly than usual. And quite often, you know, the date would start off well, but it would kind of devolve because I would get too drunk, you know, and I'd just start saying stupid stuff or whatever. Um, and so actually dating without alcohol for me has been an absolute joy because I just, it's so good to be on a date and still just be like in control of your yeah. mind and like in control of like what you're saying and stuff because uh you know you still get the anxiety and I and I remember being super anxious at the beginning of even now like if I go on a date I'm always nervous at the beginning but you you learn to like um very quickly just settle into it mm -hmm. and you can have just much better conversations because yeah you're not kind of getting drunk and and it's interesting like a lot of the time when I go on a date and uh, I tell the girl I'm not drinking she will often not drink as well mm -hmm. um you know sometimes they will and sometimes they get drunk and then they start to uh yeah like kind of rant and stuff you know like people often do when they're really drunk and, and they'll just kind of get to a point where it's like okay that's uh that's kind of enough because you know we're on we're on a different level now because you're so drunk that you're just kind of almost babbling um and it's just not yeah it's not the one anymore and you fall out of you fall out of connection with each other yeah and you're, and you're still connecting that's true. But... I think that's true yeah yeah that's not like a, an insult to anyone like that's just exactly how I would be as well, you know, like, and, and if, and if you're, that is one struggle. If you're going out on a night out and you're not drinking and everyone else is, you know, you can have a great night, really good night, really good night. And then it often gets to a point where everyone's got to that point of so drunk that, yeah, that connection is lost and you're sort of slightly on a different level. Um, and when you're sober, you kind of notice people, saying things they wouldn't say or doing things they wouldn't do normally or repeating themselves is a very common thing or just getting fixed on a topic and just kind of like mm. ranting babbling that kind of thing um and it's just yeah it just it just kind of does cause a dis disconnect on the night um and so you know i often find myself going home at midnight or earlier which is yeah i mean <laughs> Well, to me, I get Jomo. I get like, I actually get Jomo about that now. I get the joy of like missing out on that part of the night because I know that anything that happens after 11 or 12 or whatever, like the conversations are bullshit. Like I'm going to spend, but I would have spent a bunch of money. I might have gone out yeah. like buying stuff I didn't want to, like it, it just wasn't helpful. Dude, there's so much we could talk about here. Um, Just to wrap this up, right, with our last five mm. minutes, I'd love to know. You know, how do you feel about this now? Because I know that we've spoken about, I think I even said to you like two days ago, like, how do you feel? Like if someone were to turn around to you now and say like, don't you drink? Like what's going on there? Like, what do you say? How do you, how do you feel about where you are? Yeah, I feel, I feel really good about not drinking basically. I mean, I, <laughs> I was on a date just the other day. I told you about this, didn't I? Um, and uh, she was drinking and she was about three glasses of wine in and she started to ask me about like oh why don't you drink oh would you never drink again and you know oh what if you were at like an occasion and there was like a champagne whatever and I'm not like oh, I'm never ever gonna drink again and I'm also like you know I have had like 
um, you know, if someone's doing a toast at a wedding and they champagne, like I'm, I might have a little bit like sip of champagne or something or a very, very small glass. That's happened to me like twice. But then other times there's been non-alcoholic uh, mm. champagne as an option, I think, just because maybe more and more people are not are not drinking. And so I was like, well, it's not like I'll never, ever drink again, but I just don't really have a, I don't really see a reason to now. I don't have a desire to drink now. Um, I think maybe over the years, because it's been more than three years now, there's been one or two times where maybe I've gone, oh, maybe it would be nice to have a drink now, but extremely rarely. And actually, I don't really remember the last time that happened. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy with it. I don't see a reason for me to to go back to drinking. Um, but at the same time, if it was like toasting somebody at a wedding, there was only champagne, I would do a toast and have a little swig of, 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 uh, of champagne, but that's it. I actually did drink one beer uh, just over a year into giving up alcohol because I'd done my year off. And then I just thought, oh, I'm just going to keep going because I'm happy with this. And I drank one beer and I did not like it. Like, I really didn't like it. It was interesting because I could really taste the alcohol in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, having been drinking non-alcoholic beers, I was like, wow, this tastes boozy, which I didn't like, actually. Um, and I felt awful. Like, it was an afternoon beer. Yeah. And I remember going home and just feeling, like, super tired, just groggy, didn't feel good. And I was like... Nah. <laughs> dude that experience of drinking after a really long time i mean we don't have time to go into it now but i had a similar thing after 18 months i drank a bit and i was like that is not what it was and i realized how much of the effect of it was being caused by withdrawal that i didn't even know was going on from the beers that i'd had a week before or whatever right and dude i really thank you for coming on and having this chat and and putting it the way that you did because i often say the goal is not to like stop drinking the goal is to just get to a point where it doesn't make sense anymore because that's freedom right and it's not there's nothing to be afraid of so for example someone might not have if someone had a different philosophy or a different way of seeing it they might not have had that beer but you got a bunch of data you now know if you drink a beer what it does to you in the cold heart you know cold light of day you know what that experience is like no withdrawal no beers from the week before or whatever you're like oh like that's what that's like and I think that's really powerful to leave people with. And I love your story because really we've just connected and stayed friends and we've both seen what's possible for each other. And now genuinely we hang out a lot and we socialize and the joy of socializing. I just love it, man. I just love yeah. it. I love going and visiting friends and having brunches and lunches and my socializing might have shifted to a little bit earlier in the day, but you know, if we're going up the climbing hangar and climbing together and having a tea or a coffee and having a chat like it's 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 great and i and i love having you here bit of a bit of a bro thing i love having you in the yeah. for as long as you decide to grace yeah. us with your presence it's nice to have yeah. you but, um, <laughs> thanks for coming and sharing uh, your story and um yeah good for you pal it's really cool to hear what you are yeah it's a good chat thanks man no stress hey team there we go now luke said to me the other day he just doesn't know if we hadn't met if uh if he'd be enjoying the benefits of an alcohol-free life and living with less anxiety and all those kinds of things. So we we never really know the impact that our journey is having on other people. Even if we're doing it quietly and not shouting from the rooftops, people will see, people pick up on those, those shifts, those inner changes that are happening for us. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful for that friendship and um, 
you know, it's it's wonderful that we're now like living so close to each other and, uh, and hanging out like we used to back in the day, but this time with a lot less, well, with no hangovers and uh, with a lot less uh, just crap attached, <laughs> which is which is always nice. See you in the Facebook group. See you all around and all those places. Have a great week.